0: Welcome to the latest edition to the Compliance Podcast Network, a podcast, 10 for 10, which brings you the week's top 10 compliance stories curated together in one podcast each week. Tom Fox, the voice of compliance, brings you the compliance professional stories you need to be aware of at the end of your busy week. Sit back, and in 10 minutes, hear about the stories every compliance professional should be aware of. Every Saturday, 10 for 10 highlights the most important news, insights, and analysis for the compliance professional, all curated by the voice of compliance, Tom Fox. Get your weekly filling of compliance stories with 10 for 10. Hosted by Tom Fox. 10 for 10 is a production of the Compliance Podcast Network. Today, we have stories for the week ending September 16, 2023. We begin with the story of the resignation of the head of the Spanish Soccer Federation, Luis Rubiales. He finally resigned as president because of the ongoing investigation into his unsolicited kiss on Spanish forward Jenny Hermosa. Uh, Hermosa filed a criminal complaint. Which led prosecutors to opening a charge against Rubialis. He faced charges of sexual assault and coercion after, or for his conduct rather, after the World Cup win by Spain over England. This led to his resignation. Uh, one can only say, better late than never. Uh, next up, from the, uh, that story came to us from ESPN, from the AML intelligence website, um, there is a story about uh, the EU's massive money laundering and corruption problem and how gangs are exploiting fintech, DeFi, and Van Ivens to launder money throughout the European Union. These uh, apparently 60 percent of gangs, criminal gangs operating in the EU use corrupt methods to achieve their illicit objectives. And over 70% of criminal networks operating in the EU uh, make use of one form of money laundering or another to fund their activities or conceal their assets. The key findings were 80% of criminal networks misuse legal business structures for criminal activities. The criminal landscape in this area is fragmented with key players outside the EU, rather, and the techniques and tools used by criminals quickly advance as they take advantage of tech and geopolitical developments. Our next story comes to us from the BBC. And you want to talk about deterrence? Well, here's one for you. A Turkish fraudster, uh, cryptocurrency boss, was sentenced to jail of 11,196 years for fraud. Um, The Turkish fraudster fled to Albania with investor assets uh, after his Thodex exchange collapsed. He was extradited back to Turkey and found guilty of money laundering fraud and organized crime. Um, So will that deter fraudsters? Maybe it will in Turkey. Uh, It's certainly a very eye-opening. Our next story comes to us from Bloomberg, and it is about the Canadian company SNC-Lavalin which uh, went through some extraordinarily uh, bad corruption issues in the last decade. Uh, They were uh, convicted uh, under the Canadian law, uh, had a uh, monitor, had continued problems, and just uh, really had a very difficult time doing business ethically and in compliance. Well, um, I guess they want to try to move past their past and they've rebranded themselves as Atkins Realis. So uh, it starts, or it's a moniker as a nod to WS Atkins PLC, the UK engineering firm that bought um, or SNC bought in uh, 2017, as well as its company roots and headquarters in Montreal. So, uh, will a name change be enough? No. Uh, Will a culture change be required? Of course. Have they made the culture change? Still an open question. Uh, Next up, uh, this is uh, less compliance and more either uh, tone at the top, idiocy, or just complete jerk-off-ism. But one of Australia's richest men in a a videotaped presentation at at a summit in Australia Said that uh, workers had uh, gotten too much power after the pandemic and were now arrogant and need to be punished. And indeed, workers need to feel pain. And that you know, the reason the construction industry, for instance, in Australia is um, in difficult shape is because lazy people don't want to work. Uh, really, it, I watched the video and it was just unbelievable the things this guy said. So I hope you're not going to work for this jerk off um, because it's going to be one miserable place. Or you just might ask, what's the tone at the top at your business? Our next story comes to us from the Houston Chronicle as the British Petroleum, or BP, CEO Bernard Looney resigned this week. And the reason he resigned was failure to disclose past relationships, yes, that's plural, with colleagues. What's interesting about this was he was uh, investigated by BP's board of directors relating to past personal relationships, plural, with colleagues in 2022, and they found no breaches of the company's code of conduct. Um, However, another uh, incident arose, and investigation of the second incident Um, The CEO informed the company had not been fully transparent with the previous investigation, i.e. he lied. So he has resigned. Um, So talk about CEOs just not setting a proper tone. Well, uh, the CEO of BP had multiple relationships with company employees. How does that sound? Our next story comes to us from the Wall Street Journal, Risk and Compliance Journal. Richard Vandefort reporting. That uh, ex SEC Chairman Jay Clayton believes that big businesses should disclose China risks. He said the largest U.S. public companies should be forced to disclose their exposure to China and how an abrupt, quote, abrupt decoupling, end quote, might play out. If you listen to my uh, podcast series on the coming conflict with China from the business perspective, you know the seriousness of this issue. So. Uh, when Jay Clayton says something like this, I think this gets a lot of people's attention. So if you're doing business in China, I hope you're assessing your risk for a, quote, abrupt decoupling, end quote. Next up, the second of three stories from the Wall Street Journal, Risk and Compliance Journal. This time, David Smagala reporting that the Department of Justice is, was, is going to surge resources at corporate crimes... With national security implications, the appointment of the National Security Division's first chief counsel for corporate enforcement and the hiring of 25 prosecutors clearly means the DOJ is going to take a close look at corporations which uh, are engaging in conduct which raises national security concerns. Next up, uh, our third and final story from the Wall Street Journal, Risk and Compliance Journal, Richard Vandeford reporting that Gary Gensler has declined to give a timeline for the final climate disclosure. In testimony before Congress, he said the SEC is continuing to pour over reactions from its proposal to require extensive climate-related disclosures from public companies. And he said we try not to do things against the clock, and uh, he is certainly not doing so. So no timeline for um, any uh, climate disclosures but I'm sure it will still remain in the public eye and indeed controversial. And our last story comes to us from the OCCRP or the Organized Crime and Corruption Reporting Project, which has started a new podcast. If you're listening to this podcast, obviously you're a podcast listener, so Dirty D. This is Tom Fox again. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of 10 for 10. As I mentioned in prior episode, this is the one request I've Received most often from podcast listeners of the daily compliance news to put together a summary at week's end so that every compliance professional can catch up on the news quite quickly. So I hope you will subscribe, rate, and review for this new podcast edition to the Compliance Podcast Network family 10 for 10. If you've got an idea for a podcast, I'd love to hear from you. I start many shows based upon ideas from listeners. Give me a shout. You can reach me at tfox at tfoxlaw.com. 10 for 10 is a proud member of the Compliance Podcast Network.